Welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio controlled. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony CC. Tony CC. Hey there, what is going on, you guys? Welcome to this special edition of the uh, While My Batteries Charge podcast here. Uh, this could be a very good one, but it could be a very bad one, too. We don't know, but uh, since I'm doing it, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be the best because I am the king of RC, and that's all we do is the best. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> If you watch the monthly mayhem, you'll know what that was all about. Um, because of the monthly mayhem, we have a new character on the CCXRC platform, all platforms. Uh, we uh, we rolled out the King of RC, which is a uh, persona. Um, he's a big racer kind of a guy, and so we draw on a little bit of NASCAR for that, and uh, maybe some monster trucks, but. Uh, yeah, so it's it's got a little bit of that southern twang to it, and he's full of himself. He's the self-proclaimed king of RC. We'll talk about that, because in this episode, we're going to talk about monthly mayhem. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, you aren't part of the RC world, apparently. <laughs> I'm kidding. But really, no, you don't. You, you don't belong. So um, the, the monthly mayhem was uh, something that... Josh and Matt did from uh, Harley Designs and Scale Builders Guild. They'd been competing against each other and doing some fun builds and, um, yeah, basically have a month to do it. And they would do it, you know, over multiple episodes throughout. Well, they decided this time to invite some other YouTubers to be a part of it. And I was asked to be one of those competitors. I don't know why, uh, because when they talked about why they chose people, it's because they chose people that had some building skills and things like that, um, which, as Ready to Run Tony, I do not have those skills. <laughs> I am not uh, able to 3D design stuff and have it made by a 3D printer or sent away to be made. Um, I d that is not in my skill house or my wheelhouse, however you want to say it, probably wheelhouse. It is not one of the tricks that I have up my sleeve. It is, however, one of the tricks that they have up their sleeves, and boy, did they come out with some really cool stuff. So we'll talk about that, and um, we'll, we'll start by saying the, the competitors and the rules of the competition, and those are as follows. Um, the competitors were myself, CCXRC, Harley Designs, K-Pop RC, Turks and Jerps, Tomley RC, RC Review, Scale Builders Guild, West Desert Wheeler, and West Desert Wheeler. That, that should have had a little bit more finality to it than I gave it. It was missing that very, very crucial and in front of it. Um, so here's what we were competing to do. We were competing to take a VS410 Phoenix straight axle version and reach the highest speed. That was our goal. The rules were that we had to use the F10 straight axles. We could, you know, upgrade them with gears and knuckles and different things, etc. that we want to. We had to use the VS410 chassis rails. Um, so 
Cross members, skid plates, shock towers, etc., can be changed or modified. Rails can be modified but must remain major the majority of it intact. Rails must still uh, function as structural chassis. Can't just zip tie them to another part of the chassis, whatever, and just say that they're on the truck. So have to use a, a suspension. You can change it out. Can't lock your shocks, that kind of stuff. Um, body can be trimmed and modified as desired. Ford propulsion can only come from the mechanical drive of the axle. So you can't like do things to make it go faster, like tow cords, um, uh, riding side another, another vehicle, black holes, whatever. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then we had to, uh, speed must be measured with the GPS device, such as a GNSS or dynamite. Um, different brands of the same items are still allowed. So for us, Ma- uh, max battery capacity and we must perform the work on the car yourself except paint because they say Josh can't paint. So I did farm out my painting as well because I also cannot paint a wheelbase had to uh, stay within plus or minus two inches of tolerance. I don't know why you would go minus, but maybe that's the way you like to do things. Um, and social media posts about the challenge to be kept a teaser style and Discuss the challenge, but don't disclose your speeds. Don't show your vehicle. Keep everyone wondering. Freedoms. No limits on motor, transmissions, tires, wheels, track width, or restrictions on two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, or center diffs. So, yes, that is basically the competition. There was a, a poll that they had for best truck that the uh, the viewers got to decide on, and the winner of that would get a five-mile-per-hour bonus which is a big bonus. Let me just say that, first of all. When everything got close, that that would be a big deal. So we had to do all this uh, in one month. Had to be done October 31st. Uploading one video, 45 to 60 minute length, target, um, mini documentary vlog style video. So I read that and I immediately thought, mockumentary. So if we're going to do a mini doc, we're going to make this a mockumentary. Um, so I had intentions the whole time of doing that. However, I did not intend to create a character for it. It just kind of happened. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was an awesome time. I really enjoyed the event. Uh, I think that, you know, you definitely can see based on the amount of effort put into it <laughs> where some of the speed was gained versus where the effort wasn't put into it where the speed wasn't. Um, mine being the latter of the two. <clears throat> I uh, I happened to be out of town for the first nine days of the month, I believe. Let me look at a calendar here real quick while I'm on my computer. So, yeah, I was gone until... Do, 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 do the 10th. So I think I was here on the first. I don't believe I had the vehicle yet because I did not start working on it until the 11th. Um, that's when I started to work on the truck, but <laughs> might've been the 12th because I was talking to them while they were uh, live streaming and I was still working on the axle. So I think I started on the 12th, which is a Wednesday. So I didn't have much time. Because on the 14th, I went out of town until the 18th. Uh, we came back on the 17th, so that was another three days. So then I had the 18th through the 28th to work on it because we were out of town from the 10th through the 31st. 
So, yeah, I knew going into it that I was going to be very limited on time. I just needed to get it done and built. And I also was working during that time and, you know, lots of stuff going on. We'll just say that. But I had a blast. So we decided to do a mockumentary. If you haven't heard of one, it would be like this is Spinal Tap, Best in Show, which was the dog uh, show one. Um, Waiting for Guffman was a good one. Uh, A Mighty Wind. So there's a whole bunch of them. And they're some of my favorite movies. I think they're absolutely hysterical. I had done one back in film school, which I kind of used for inspiration for this one. I'm not going to lie. I had a little bit of inspiration from one that I'd written. Um, I actually, I was in an editing and like camera kind of a track more than directing. I didn't want to be a director. So um, one of my friends had a directing class and he had to direct a movie. And so I basically gave him the script I'd been working on. And it was about a paper boy whose only goal in life was to upgrade from his bicycle to having a car and expanding his paper route. Mind you, this was in like 2008, 9, 2009, somewhere in there, maybe 2010. Uh, no, it was 20, 2006 to 8-ish. And uh, the internet was going crazy. The iPhones had just come out, the first one. And basically the newspaper was dead. So that was the kind of spoof about it was this guy's only dream. And then at the very end, you know, he finds out that the paper is dead. Like he's going to go nowhere (laughs) by getting this car and his paper out. So that was the gist of it. It was all about uh, uh, this holy grail of a cartridge that he grew up playing called Paperboy that basically... Ever since playing that game, he knew what he was going to do with his life. So I kind of took some of the ideas I had for that. And I I need to say with that, too, the actor we had for that was brilliant. Um, He couldn't really ride a bike, which made it even funnier. Um, When he was trying to go on the paper route riding a bike, it was absolutely hysterical. uh, Because when he'd throw the, the, the paper, his bike would wobble all out from under him. He actually didn't really want to do it because he was so scared of crashing. Um, But he was a comedic genius, and we had a blast with that and all of his ad-lib stuff that he did. So he was really fun to work with him because I got to actually run camera and stuff on it for the director because he just pulled together a last-minute skeleton crew, and we just went for it. So anyway, turned out to be funny. Thought that would be a good idea for this, and the premise of this being... um, the RC Pro-Am game from that same Nintendo Entertainment System. So that was kind of what I wanted to work into this one was um, that that's where this guy, you know, practiced. That's how he got better at RC was through RC Pro-Am. And it played a more of a minor role in this than I was originally thinking it was going to, um, partly due to time, partly due to the character we created <laughs> accidentally. And uh, I so... <laughs> Let's talk about the creation of the King of RC for a minute. And this will be good. I'm going to be doing a video on this because I'm getting mixed feedback on the whole thing. Some people are hating it that I've done this. And I've now I've done a couple videos of as the King of RC uh, following up that. And I haven't done any regular ones. And so they think maybe my whole channel is going that direction. And um, they don't like it. They they just want me to be me and be myself. And uh, But the funny thing is how many people love it. 
and want more of it. So that's the the hard part. And the watch time is like more than double, triple um, the normal watch time for video. So people are watching it longer. So they're engaging. The comments are insane. People are, are joining into the joke. And it's been a lot of fun. So uh, I am going to keep them around for a little while at least, as long as it plays out. We'll see. It may it may run dry. But uh, I did grow up. I didn't grow up. I moved to Virginia in 2004. I was like 25 years old. So I had been there for a while. I, I admit I say y'all and I say some things. And when I really get talking, I get a little bit of that, you know, a little bit of the Southern in there. It's not a lot. And so I really have to bring it out if I really want to go full, full bore. But I was getting into this, this interview that I was doing. And also it just, you know, some of the stuff that I was saying was kind of stuff you might hear in a, my wife, my wife calls it sportsing. She hates it. Like anytime, like in, when they go to a coach or they go to a player and they ask him questions and they always say the same thing. Like, Oh yeah, man, we're out here. We're trying to win. Um, you know, got to protect the ball and we want to be better on offense. You know, we want to be getting points on the board. <laughs> like all the things. Yeah. That's the game. That's the point. So every like it, having that interview does nothing <laughs> beneficial <clears throat> except for fill time and let them have some air time. Right. Because they're not going to give you their actual strategy and plan because they don't want to give that away. And so it's, it's needless to even have that. But so I'm starting to do the interview of myself. So my boys, I in, employed them to come out, one of them to run the camera and the other one to sit in the chair as like the interviewer. So I'd have somebody to look at and engage with like it's an interview because I didn't want to be looking into camera doing it as a typical video. Documentaries, you look off camera to a producer or somebody asking questions and you're answering. So we went with that format. And I, I don't remember the line exactly. Or do I? Oh, cream of the crop, rise to the top, cream of the crop. We're going to go something like that. And it started coming out with that draw a little bit. And then I realized, like, it was the best take. And I had a whole bunch of it. And as I got into it, it got a little bit more of that southern in it. Because when I get excited, it just starts to come out. It just is easier. It's when I've been around. And that's kind of how an interview would be. So this is it right here. And as I'm going, I'm getting excited. I started talking like this. And then I'm stuck, right? Like, that was the best take. It was the funniest one. Um, you know, making fun of the other guys and a, a whole bunch of things that went into it because the whole goal was to be funny. And here I am. I did it with a southern accent. Now I'm stuck, right? I'm going to have to try to use this through the whole thing. Uh, one of the second things I did was... Um, so then I unboxed it. So I, I did it then too. But then I had to take it to be painted to Alex. And I was too embarrassed to do the Southern accent um, as we were doing the little bit as I was giving him the body. So we just like freeformed it like we're doing it. And my son came and filmed it. <clears throat> but <laughs> there's that's definitely one take where there's not really the accent. There might be a little because I do kind of have a little one in there. If I'm even when I'm not thinking about it, it just comes in. But like through the video, I really started like there's times when it's thicker than others. And I really get like, like the way I say it, it comes <laughs> like over the top. But so we created this, this King of RC, which is basically the opposite of who I am. Um, 
I'm not like a huge braggart about things. I don't actually even try <laughs> hard at most things. Um, so it's not me. And that's the funny thing is trying to do like what somebody would be like, like I'm this big YouTuber. Everybody knows who I am. Also not true. Like nobody ever comes up. Hey, are you that YouTube guy? Yeah, that's me. No, that doesn't happen ever, <laughs> ever. I could go into any hobby shop and nobody would know who I am. And it's great. I love that. That's not my goal in life is to be recognized or well-known in that kind of a way. Uh, other than to maybe make some more money on my YouTube by having more people watch. But I mean, if we could get that going, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, so <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's not, <laughs> not the intention of being popular or super well-known, but that's the, the kind of persona that we gave this guy was he's going to be terrible. Like, I know I'm not going to do well in this competition, but I'm going to pretend like I'm going to be the best. Like that this guy thinks he's going to win it. Uh, Cause I know my competition, like I know what Tom Lee can do to upgrade and blend vehicles and make really awesome fat stuff out of it. I know what scale builders guild can do with designing and all that. I, I mean, I haven't really seen him go super fast, but I mean, <laughs> I just chalk that up as him being Canadian, but I could be wrong. So I don't know. I mean, and then there's Josh, right? Of course, <laughs> all the designs. Yeah, we all know he's an engineer. He's going to, you know, pull out every stop. The only hope that I had was that they'd spend so much time dinking around with all their um, builds. They'd just be dinking and dinking around and they'd be late. So they'd just have one take and it would crash. And that was my only hope that something would go wrong. RC Review uh, also, I mean, all these guys, RC Review. Now, Turks and Jerps kind of, he surprised me. I didn't expect him. I thought he was just going to make a joke of it and take it on his little course and crawling around back there and get speeds for it as a slow, <laughs> as a slow crawler, uh, but make it look amazing. So he actually blew me out of, uh, blew my mind. So I loved it. In fact, his video, man, I was, I was rolling around because his type of delivery is my kind of humor. It was so funny. I made my kids watch it with me um, because it was so funny, especially at the end. <laughs> it broke. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen it, you need to see all of them. They're all so good in different ways. Holy Designs, you, you, it's like, whoa, like his build is into it. Matt, I mean, Matt makes awesome videos. His build also was like, whoa. K-pop, I think, is the most polished professional it was insane. I mean, the detail he put into his edit and his truck. I mean, it was different than everybody else's by going nitro. He broke every rule, I think. Um, I think every rule. I don't know. <clears throat> but he um, he made one of the coolest looking uh, of the builds and then put together this super polished, made-for-TV, you know, documentary of his process. So... Um, yeah, I would watch them all. RC review went through a bunch of stuff. Tom Lee puts together awesome videos, great personality on screen. Um, and West desert Wheeler had the funnest vehicle of all of them. And what he did with very little work on it or change to the actual vehicle, the speed he got was insane. So, and it's the funniest build. It's the most fun to watch. He did an awesome, awesome job with it. So 
Uh, I think I said everybody because everybody blew me away. RC Review did actually a whole lot more to his than I thought he was going to. Um, so, and then he was the second fastest, like by not even a full mile per hour. And, well, we don't know because Harley's wasn't reading like the point, you know, the tenths and hundredths or whatever that um, Francis was getting with his at RC Review. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was right up there. And they definitely had some aero trucks that were completely different than those of us that left it looking pretty much like a VS410. So, and you can definitely see the speed bonus that they get by doing it and the control. Mine was zero control. And we'll talk about my build process a little. So anyway, that was how it all kind of happened was that's the competition. So I'm just talking it up like I've kind of, you know, developed the best car and that there's no way it can really go over 30 miles an hour because of limitations of the axles and all kinds of stuff. And then I end up pulling out some speed, right? So I hit over 50 miles per hour, which was my goal. Um, but the King of RC's goal was 90 miles per hour. He thought for sure that he would out of the box be able to get it going 90 miles per hour. <laughs> so, um, and then, the first speed we got was very, very ridiculous. I was actually shocked. I thought it was going to be faster. I also thought that I already put the pinion up to the max that would fit in there uh, because it was in one of my monster trucks. I just pulled it from. So I ended up using like a SMT 10 transmission. I'd already built. It was in one of my monster trucks. I just pulled it out, got a skid plate for that, an axial one that would fit in the Vanquish perfectly. SCX 10 2 perfect fit, drop in the transmission, I'm thinking easily we're going to hit 35. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It did not. And then I even pinioned up and I still did not. So um, it was pretty crazy. There was some definite, definite learning on my own part because at that point it became, well, I have to get at least 35 or I'm like, I'm going to look like an idiot. Like I'm already going to look like an idiot, but I'll really look like an idiot if I don't get at least something <laughs> respectable. So then it became like this challenge of I have to do something because I don't want to be the guy that can't get 30 miles per hour. And, um, which would have been bad because Turks and Jerps got over 50 as well. In fact, we, we got the same speed. So, um, yeah, it, uh, it was definitely a fun experience. And I also got to teach my boys a little bit about filmmaking. There was a few, parts where in my head it was happening a certain way because I envisioned it like I was shooting it and I wasn't shooting it. Um, a 13-year-old or a 12-year-old had the camera and it was like really their first time doing anything like this. So I tried to give them some pointers, but I'd not given them enough pointers. So, uh, however, my son, man, there was a there was one point when we were filming and I... I may or may not have in intentionally crashed it down a ravine one or two times in a row. Um, and the first time I crashed it down the ravine, an eagle flew over just as we were doing it. And I said it, and he's zoomed in at this point on that camera. When you're zoomed in, it is hard to find something, especially in the sky. And he pans up and he lands, boom, right on the eagle. Perfect stop, gets it in the, the air. The whole thing wouldn't have worked if he didn't do it. And he nailed that shot. However, the next shot, when I jumped, he totally missed it jumping and smashing into a tree, <laughs> like midair. Bam! 
just hit so hard and just stopped. I thought for sure I just like bent the frame and like game over. We were going to be done with this competition before we even started. It was first first run day, and uh, it was bad. <laughs> Turned out that truck is a beast. It can take a lot of punishment, and um, we did strip out the one of the screws in the pan hard, and uh, the tire came. Um, which I blamed it on, but I actually steered it right off and hit the jump. But he missed the actual jump part when it went flying, which is a little bummer. But again, can't blame him for it. It's it starts moving fast when you're getting in that when it's close to you and you have to try and spin with it and keep it in frame is really hard to do. So, which he found even in all the speed runs, the second he would get up where it was next to him, he couldn't make that speed and catch it till the end, which meant we missed some of the crashes. So I was filming, luckily, with my phone on uh, on the controller and was able to capture some of that. So um, great, great fun, fun process. And we were pretty happy with the video, how it turned out. We did a couple extra scenes and out just extra stuff to have like as in between. Because the beginning was all trash talk. And then when we got into, okay, it's built and driving. And we had some funny stuff when it's crashing. But then when we were doing our, our, you know, how to make it faster, we needed some more fill stuff. And so we, we filmed a few things for that. But I wish there was more like out and about, not just talking to camera in the car and some of that. But we were on a pretty limited time crunch. And actually the edit had to come together so quickly, like the, in a day or two, which, you know, our video, ours ended up being over an hour and 10. It was over an hour 30 and I had to cut it down from that. And finding stuff to cut down is tough when you have limited time because it changes the story arc. And so you'd normally need, you know, weeks to pull something off like that. And we had no time. So it could be tighter. It could be better. Um, we could have left maybe some of the stuff I thought was funny that got cut um, and worked it in different spots. But there was just not time. It just came down to hacking stuff out. And um, there was a whole drive through scene we did. And I did it in full character, even ordering my food and getting it from the lady. Um, there was some other stuff in there and I was ribbing on all the other character or the other competitors too, like, um, you know, making fun of, you know, the location where West desert Wheeler is and that, you know, there's nothing but rocks there. He's just going to be slamming into rocks, trying to go straight. And, um, you know, something about not being worried about Californians because, uh, you know, they they don't have power. He's not gonna be able to charge up his vehicles because of power outages <laughs> Having an electric vehicle is going to be a big mistake for them. They should have gone nitro, something like that. I don't even remember. There was there was a bunch of stuff in there, uh, kind of ribbing on some different people. Um, I think I had that in there. Maybe it was in my head. I had a whole lot of things that I wanted to talk about. There was definitely some stuff ribbing on the guys and about locations where they live, um, and you know uh, something about Turks and Jerps just running it in his backyard on his little um, miniature world he's created back there which is one of the most fantastic crawler courses i've seen um scale wise just so beautiful um but yeah so there's a bunch of that we did okay as far as speed still we technically tied for last place and i put an asterisk next to it because I mean, we weren't trying to cheat or do anything like you know we got what we got and i was super pumped about it but my son cut recording um so we don't actually have the full showing it zeroed to in fact he didn't even fit he didn't even record the finish where i'm celebrating and talking about it 
Um, <laughs> that was just still what I had cut for my, uh, I had to turn back on my phone once I realized he turned his off and, um, no, I, mine, I didn't ever cut. I don't think, but I didn't, I didn't film the beginning when I showed it zeroed out. I don't think anyway, he would, he had cut. And so I had to use my footage from my phone when we celebrated, but then I cut before I actually got the receiver, the, the, my son had picked it off and was holding it and told the speed. And then I started celebrating and then I cut to do pictures of it with the truck. And then I realized that I didn't have video showing it until I was holding it. Like later when I got home, I realized that I don't have video of it until I'm actually holding it and talking about the speed we got. So anyway, technically I'm last place because the only one that's, you know, has a beginning to end speed on it was probably a 43 mile per hour one, I think. So, um, yeah, anyway, any of that could be fudged if people want to. I mean, there's so many ways you could. So, uh, especially when it gets so far away and you don't have something on the car, like filming it from zero to the speed, like Francis was doing, which was fantastic. I mean, that was the best way to do it. I mean, you're putting your stuff at risk by doing so, but your cameras and all that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy knowing that I hit a 54 and that's all that matters to me because the goal for me wasn't to win. Um, I had a personal vendetta then at some point that I wanted to break 50 because that's what I thought I could do. And so it was actually our very last run. And at that we broke it. So, and then I was going on vacation and that's where we filmed the whole part about, you know, we know we've got the fastest speed, so we're just going to call it early and spend the last three days out fishing and <laughs> having a good time. So knowing that we weren't going to be the fastest time, but yeah. Anyway, um, that was kind of monthly mayhem. Again, everybody did an awesome build and, uh, Turks and Jerps got a 54 as well. And, um, there, so yes, there are some spoilers in this. Sorry. I won't give all the speeds. Those are the lowest. Other people got faster speeds. And I won't tell the, the order of those so you can watch them all and see. But I will just say you should watch Turks and Jerps anyway because it's funny. The other ones have some funny moments and all that too and whatever. But their builds are fantastic to watch and you'll learn something by watching them. So if you haven't watched them all, I really encourage you to watch them all. I watched them all in their entirety and it. It took a long time because the goal was to make them all 45 minutes to an hour. So you had, you know, you, it's an investment, but if you knock out one a week, I think you'll be happy you did. Um, all right. So that's kind of the monthly mayhem in a nutshell. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about it. Oh yeah. So there were some, some extras that I did after it um, about calling foul <laughs> on uh, on some people for rules violations based on the rules that were given to us that I read to you earlier. Uh, <laughs> it was more of a joke than anything. Uh, I don't think that everybody saw the joke in it. <laughs> The character, again, just not wanting to admit defeat. My goal was to 
basically come up with a reason for every one of the other competitors who have cheated some way and ha- me claim that they had to be disqualified. <laughs> and uh, the easiest one <laughs> straight away uh, were Harley Designs and Scale Builders Guild for using Send, Cut, Send to have them make the parts that they had designed. They put the hard work into do, to design. Um, so, yeah, the, the rules just say something about, you know, you have to make it. So, you know, it's gray area. I actually think, you know, people are using 3D printers to build stuff. <laughs> people are using, it's the design part of that that is kind of really the the hard work of it, right? So you can use then a tool to make it. The tool they used was a company that they sent it to. So, you know, whether you send it to your own machine and it, it makes it for you, you don't really do anything other than the file and send it to a machine. That's all that happened with Send, Cut, Send is they sent it and a machine made it for them. So whether it was one in their shop or at Send, Cut, Send, I think Send, Cut, Send just makes it so that it's it levels the playing field for us that don't have a CNC machine like the other competitors. I think it's actually a leveling field. Um, but I use that as kind of a basis to say that they didn't do the work on their truck and that I had to, you know, forge mine out of steel and build it myself <laughs> and a whole bunch of stupid stuff. Uh, whatever I could use to try to drum up some drama and I drum it up as best I could as, you know, somebody trying to, to sway the final vote on this. <laughs> so, Anyway, that was it. I have some stuff that I could do to some of the other competitors. I'm not sure if I still will, how much I want to draw it out. Um, if it just keeps pushing people to watch videos, totally I'll do it because that's, I mean, the goal is to get more people to watch and go see what they might have done or didn't do. Um, and it, it only helped that in some of the live streams, they had some really funny moments that I could use where they were talking about the the competition and, so I was able to try to use their own words against them, and I even cut some of it up to make it even feel more. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was having fun with it. So that's the. I don't really think that they should be disqualified for it. Um, I just was having fun with it and playing a character who really does believe that they should be disqualified. And I definitely have some things on uh, Turks, not Turks and Jerps, but... Uh, uh, RC review. I definitely have things on him. Tomley, I have something I could talk about a little bit because for some reason his GNSS just happened to be in an actual vehicle a few times when he did runs. And my thought is that probably um, the person that was with him forgot to drive the car to get him the speeds he was getting. So he, um, he then pretended to put it back in the vehicle, but really it's just the person in the car forgot to drive and get him a speed to come back with. So those GNSS ones are kind of a tricky thing anyway, right? So if anybody used a GNSS, there's nothing saying that the one they have in the car is the one that they're actually bound to with their their app. They could be bound to another GNSS that's sitting in a car that is actually driving behind camera and you don't even see it. And so I think that's what Tomley did because uh, because of the way that he, uh, he was playing us there for a little bit. But... Um, you know, we're going to have to find out and see if there's any, like, footage from the airport he was running. There has to have been some kind of closed-circuit TV stuff going on that maybe we could get the footage from because I'm pretty sure that dude was cheating. 
uh, RC review. He, uh, he didn't even use the right GPS unit. He had some fancy mamby pamby like mountain bike one for guys that like to see how fast they make it, make their little bikes go down a hill. I mean, we're talking about stuff with motors here. This is, this is a different type of unit and, uh, it's not used to going that fast. And so I think that his, you know, skews the numbers somewhere after that 35 mile an hour point where really on a bike, you're not really, you know, going much faster than that most of the time. So, uh, that's my guess is that it just kind of, the GPS itself wasn't working right when he was going fast. So that rules him out too. So basically I just have to find out some kind of thing about West Desert Wheeler. I don't know. I think it said forward propulsion and he was doing reverse with his guy. Yeah. Forward propulsion. It says, and he was doing reverse. Did you see that Mater driving in reverse? I did. DQ. <laughs> so there may be some more videos coming, you guys. <laughs> That'll put me up on top. So, <laughs> uh, it all depends. I, I may have already ticked off my competition enough uh, with me challenging their builds. Um, and so I'm pretty sure I won't get an invite back. Uh, but I had a good time. Um, losing a bunch of YouTube friends over this event. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. So that's that. Uh, there was the Traxxas XRT that came out uh, this week. What a machine that is. Um, I got my hands on one when they came out, and there was already a bunch of videos out on it already because... I don't think Traxxas likes me very much, so uh, I have to wait to buy them with all these normal people that aren't the king, and I don't get it. Like, all the peasants have to wait a certain time. I don't usually have to do that. I usually get everything first, but Traxxas, I think they hate me, and so I waited with the rest of the peasants, and I got mine, and there's already so many videos. I thought I'd just, the king of RC would show you guys how to do an unboxing. So um, that's what we did. <laughs> we did a king of RC unboxing. To just kind of follow on the ridiculousness of the character and what it would look like as an unboxing. Primarily because even by the time I got to do it, it was already a day after it came out to public. And um, yeah, I mean, there's already a bunch of <laughs> unboxings and run video out there. So we did the worst ever unboxing and um, it paid off. People loved it and uh, I had a blast doing it. And all of the stuff just kind of happens naturally. And so when you're just thinking about things in a different way and as a character, you just see things like the kid peeing on the RC. I mean, that's literally the first thing I saw when I opened that. And that's what it looked like to me. I, I didn't see it all. I just glanced and I just said what I was thinking as the king of RC. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a few moments like that. It just, I'm not really a super funny guy. It just happens that every once in a while something dumb just pops into my brain about things that are actually very normal and um it works for the character so but yeah uh you know we're all into it so much and there's you know the market's pretty crowded with normal informational stuff lots of opinions and so it's kind of like the anti-opinion <laughs> it's anti-everything it's just for good fun and to have a laugh and show the fun side of RC still while poking fun at yourself and not, I mean, I wasn't making fun of the vehicle itself. Um, 
you know, other than the body being a Halloween mask, but that's not even making fun of the vehicle. The body's very cool in it. And the scoops actually serve a pretty good purpose of cooling and also helping it fly straight. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty awesome. I like it. I wish it would backflip out of the box, but that's what the X-Max is for. So, still, I, I still prefer the X-Max over it. I think that it definitely meets the need for people that want something like this and they only like Trax's stuff or they're already into that ecosystem so much with batteries and everything else. It gives them that truggy kind of a vehicle that's more just power and speed and, you know, very, very capable and nimble and handles a lot like the original Creighton did, which people wanted that original Creightonatus to be an X-Max killer, and it wasn't. It wasn't the same thing at all. In fact, it is very much like this XRT in the way that it handles, in my opinion. Um, so... Yeah, there's that. However, it does not have a metal body, metal chassis. They went plastic, which I think is stay, staying more true to their um, ecosystem anyway. You know, uh, I think that they probably should have done that as the sledge, the sledge style, but like that sledge size, but that style chassis, whatever, as a, a 6S vehicle. Uh, even versus doing the the metal chassis. My opinion, my opinion only. Um, Traxxas kills it with what they do and make a ton of money and sell a ton of vehicles. They move products. People like them. So, but I prefer their plastic chassis, honestly. So, uh, I've never broken one. I know some people have, but I did, well, I did crack my original Max chassis around the battery area. Maybe because I didn't use their batteries or their battery strap. I don't know. But that's the one spot I did have an issue. Uh, but it was very minor. It wasn't very structural. It didn't break through. Just a minor crack. So people are going to love the XRT. I think it handles awesome. I think it looks awesome. I think it checks all the boxes for what that vehicle should be as a Traxxas. And... Um, even the servo felt fine for it, moving those big tires around. Uh, I mean, throwing something in like a Reefs or anything like that is just going to make it better. But, you know, for a ready-to-run, it felt good. And I was very pleased with how it handled driving it. Um, nailed, man, perfect front flip. It flew. It flipped around perfectly until I started getting the tires a little wet because it was raining. And so... Um, the more I drove it, the less straight it front flipped. <laughs> get a little bit wonky in the air. So, uh, but I just chalked that up probably to getting a little water in the tires and the weight balance being a little bit off. But um, yeah, very, very, very cool truck. And I don't think it takes away from the other lineups from Arma. I think the Arma ones are awesome. I really like my Outcast 8S. I sold my Creighton 8S before I moved. I had too many big ones, and it's too hard to move that many big RCs. So I sold that and a couple other big ones. But um, it's replaced with an Outcast 8S, which I really dig. So, um, But yeah, for me, if I could only own one, being into monster trucks like in bashing and flipping... And smaller area stuff, I don't race them or get together with people in a park and race them or 
just do flat ground or small humps and stuff that that XRT would shine at. Uh, I like the X Max. I like wheelies, wheelie stands as I like to call them now. Um, and I like flips, backflips, and I like monster trucks. And that that's where it is: wheelie stands, flips, and monster trucks. If you can sum it up in one word, that is the king of RC. <laughs> so, but um, yeah. And for the people that have to have everything, there it is. <laughs> Talk about another vehicle that was announced and came out. We already talked about the TRX 4M on here. And I've seen it in person now, and I think it's amazing. Uh, but also, Axial came out with the 118th scale of their own in a Capra. And it's huge. And it's $100 more than the Traxxas. And everybody wants to be mad about that. I wanted to be mad about that when I first saw it. I was bummed that they didn't show in the video the size of it. And I thought because it was smaller, we should have seen some of it indoors and some of it doing stuff. Instead, they only showed it in the perfect outdoor running conditions that you do with your 10 scale. Well, that's because it's 18 scale and it's not a typical 18 scale. It's more like a 12th scale or 14th scale. And you probably would have trouble running it indoors in a house unless you had a huge course in your basement or something. Um, it will not fit on your typical 124th, 118th courses. It would fit better on a 110 scale course, and that's why the video showed it that way. Uh, and that's also why it costs $100 more. It's big. It's running 110 servos, um, metal links, and just it's a much bigger truck than, than an 18th scale. And so now a lot of it makes sense to me. Those question marks that I had on the things that I questioned about it, and in fact, mine just arrived on my doorstep, about 20 minutes ago, and uh, I really look forward to unboxing it and seeing all of the details of it because uh, now that I've seen some other videos of it in in person, or not in person, in use, and on courses, it looks pretty awesome. So it's an easy starting point for somebody getting into the hobby that wants something that's pretty capable but at a lower price point ready to run. And... Um, yeah, it's about the size of like a CCO2 or whatever, the Tamiya crawlers, not the body size or whatever, because it is a tucked in like moon bouncer type crawler, you know, cage chassis um, without a real body, just body panels. So it is narrow and your tires stick out. So. It doesn't look as big as that, but the actual like wheelbase and width is so close on those. But um, yeah, so I think there's definitely going to be a market for it. And actually, on the one ten scale indoor courses, it it works pretty good because it makes them feel just a little bigger. The courses themselves. So, um, I don't think that they're going to have trouble selling them because I think there is a market for it. I didn't see it because I was seeing it in the eyes of um, the tiny, tiny truck market, like the, the 24 scales that they have, or even the 18 scale of an FMS or the Traxxas, but that's not at all what the market is for this. So that's the eyes I was looking at it from originally with pricing and everything and where they were showing it being used. So I apologize for being quick to judge and rush to assumptions, and I now see the size of it, it's it's a big truck. 
And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely has that ECX, um, what was that one called? The Gen 2 Temper kind of a, a size to it, I would say. Anyway, um, I've chatted long enough for this. It's been a while since I did a podcast, and so I thought that maybe it was time we did another. There's some other stuff that's happening here um, with work stuff and possible having less work stuff and more RC stuff, and that should make it easier for doing the, the podcast more often. But really just the um, the this long event that I was a part of, I, w- I didn't have a whole lot of other stuff to talk about, and I couldn't divulge the information about what I was working on. So I was really trying to not do things where I might accidentally slip up and say too much. And so we had to kind of put a brief pause on this here podcast. But it's not dead, you guys. In fact, it is fully alive and uh who knows what we might do with it next we may have some king of rc content come here too as well i don't know i may need to call some people out on this i we'll see what we do but um i'm pretty pretty sure that this thing is going to roll on into 2023 just kicking <laughs>